Welcome to episode 86 of Tim Talk, the podcast about the DC animated universe co-created by Bruce Tim. I'm Chris Lord. I'm Cameron Dexter. And I feel like we're going to say this three times. We are nearly at the end of an era. We're at the end of a micro era within the end of a larger era. Yes. Because we have come to the finale of Superman the Animated Series. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I'm not really looking back and thinking, man, I'm going to miss this show. I So my mom's in town right now, and I went and watched the episodes while she was setting up our new apartment. Uh-huh. And I walked out, and my first thing I said to her was, I'm glad I don't have to watch any more Superman. I'm going to be, yeah. I mean, you know, and I, I liked uh, I liked these episodes, but I think only because of how important they become later. Yeah. I think on their own, they're only okay. They are. I think I think they work decently well as a finale for the series. Mm-hmm. So, and I actually have some some interesting thoughts about that too when we get to it. But first, should we do a little bit of news? Let's do some news. Um, I have I actually news. have some news today. I came prepared. Did you? I also today. have a little bit of news this time. Well, thank God. The, so the the two big things that I actually have th- I have two two things and a third life altering announcement. Oh shit! That I am. Still not sure Are how to process. Finally, leaving Tim Talk so I can fucking I take am, this on my own. I am finally leaving <laughs> Tim Talk so that you can talk about Teen Titans. Thank God. Yes. Teen Titans. Teen Titans Talk. What was I talking about last week over and over? Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna replace me with a uh, Japanese body pillow. Oh yes. Uh, that looks like me, and then you can just talk name as him much. Tattoo. I'm sorry, what now? I'm going to name him Tetsu Tetsu. What's Tetsu Tetsu? What are, oh, how do you do this? How do you lure me into these obvious traps? I mean, it's not a trap. It's a character from an what's, anime who has the best tetsu? name ever. His what's, name is Tetsu 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 Tetsu. His first name is Tetsu Tetsu, and his last name is Tetsu Tetsu. And what does Tetsu mean? I have no idea. It's just his name. That's his, like, real name. He, he's from My Hero Academia, and he, he's basically Colossus. He can turn his body to metal. Okay. I mean, that part sounds pretty cool. Yeah. But is is like, other than the fact that he has the same name four times, is there like some other no. deeper <laughs> pun going on there that I just don't understand? I'm sure there is in Japanese, oh, but okay. I just love saying it. Tetsu, 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 tetsu. Yeah, tetsu, 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 tetsu. Actually, that's kind of fun to say. Yeah. All right. Sorry, I'll, I'll stop derailing for the next 25 yeah, seconds. Next, yeah, a few seconds here. But okay, so we'll get to my the this mind blowing thing in a little bit. But first, we got our first photos from both Aquaman mm-hmm. and One Woman eighty four. And they both look good. Yeah. You know, I, I've maintained, we both maintained that we're, we're um, excited maybe for Aquaman. hesitantly excited for Aquaman, that we've been seeing good potential. The photos look good. Yeah. For the most part. We, I think uh, we're starting to get the Comic-Con teases out. I'm going to eat this pineapple on air. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, we're starting to get those Comic-Con teases out where uh, they announced we're getting the first Aquaman trailer at the con this year. Oh, yeah. We're going to see that eventually. Yeah. Um, so that's been really exciting. Just kind of, there's been small little pockets of news coming up about the convention. Yeah, little bits here and there. Because we're we're one month out, which I'm I cannot believe that. I know. I'm like fuck. I gotta figure out if I'm still going or not. Yeah. I know. Get your shit together, man. I, know, well, I already got my train <laughs> ticket. <laughs> so I'm trying to get my shit together. I can't help it. Is that your big apart. news? Is that you don't have your shit together? No, everyone already knew that. <laughs> that's not news to anybody. Mm-hmm. Um. No, but like Aquaman looks good. Uh, Wonder Woman also looks good. Yeah, too. I, I mean, her costume is more or less the same. I think a little bit more vibrant, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, the real interesting thing is, is that we have confirmation that Steve Chris Trevor's Pine will be back. track back, but we don't necessarily know as Steve Trevor. That's true. Or it could be his grandson. 
Maybe. Who looks identical? Who looks identical? Maybe we've seen that done before. Mm-hmm. Look at no further than Back to the Future. That's a whole thing. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, yeah, it could be a grandson. It could be some weird saved by the gods thing. Mm-hmm. It could be probably not a time travel thing. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> what I did think was interesting was they're basically like... Would it be too on the nose if they pulled him out of an iceberg? I think that might be a little bit... I, I would why, love, not, why not go for it? I would love if they, like... If it was the exact same set, they do it in the same style they promoted Lilo and Stitch back uh, back in the day, mm-hmm. where they, it's the same scene where they're pulling Cap out of the ice, and they just like pan the camera over, and there's another evac crew. Yeah, they're like we found another Chris. Hey, we found another hot Chris playing a Steve. <laughs> Should we pull him out too? <laughs> who, wait, wait, wait. Who about nobody sacrificed years. himself in a plane. <laughs> you have room for a second one. Um, give, give him some time. Give him a little time. What I thought was interesting, though, is that they're they're not holding that back. Mm-hmm. Which I think is very, very smart. They're just like, okay, we're just going to acknowledge this straight away. He's here. And so rather than it being a question of like, oh, is he in the film or not? It's like, oh, we know he's in the film. But now it's a, oh, how is he in the film? Yeah. Which I think is very, very smart. And also for press reasons, that's huge. Because yeah. Because that also means that they can add him to promotional material. They yeah. can have him on tours. I think they may have learned a valuable lesson from Justice League <laughs> where they had Henry Cavill along talking about whether he couldn't talk about whether he was in the goddamn movie or not. <laughs> Although I've listened to a couple of interviews from that press circuit. He does a good job with it. That's good. In spite of the circumstances. Mm-hmm. But no, it's very smart because obviously Chris Pine, super charismatic, super charming. Yeah. Everyone loves him. Yeah. And great chemistry with Gal Gadot. So why not? Just have him be along for the whole thing. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited about it, too. It's an interesting era for it to be set into. I mean, obviously, they're just riding that nostalgia train that everyone's oh, yeah. just jonesing for right now. It's great. But, I mean, are we are we fooling ourselves? Are we, are we just falling into the same trap we've been falling into since, like, 2013? Yeah. That every time we, one of these movies comes down the pipeline, we're like, oh, like first photos come out. Like casting looks good. I'm down for this. First photos, this was good. Oh, like three months out, they're finally dropping a trailer. Oh, this looks like it could be fun. All right, I'm uh-huh. kind of on board with this. And then it's a piece of shit. Yeah. Is exactly this going to happen? Is it going to happen again? Most likely. Mm. But you know, they give me just enough time to tape up my heart and, and get ready for the next beating. <laughs> Do we. Are we ever going to stop? Are we ever going to stop falling for this? No. No, I mean, we've... Like, Maybe we when just... we get our four Joker movies. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. I was, I was going to say, I mean, we've already resigned ourselves to the fact we're saying Venom for the podcast. I mean, really, can we be seeing anything worse than that? Um, yeah, actually, no, we can be. It's going to be the Jared Leto standalone Joker film. That's true. Absolutely will be. Fuck me. Why are they making that? I don't Cause, know. Because you know not making that much money. You know what no one says when they watch Suicide Squad? That he's the star? Yeah, we need more of this guy. Yeah. We need more of this this grill well, I think, Joker action I think the happening. The problem is they misinterpreted fans saying put his scenes back in. Yes. As we want him more of him. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, no, no, no. We want him to be relevant and necessary to the film you already gave us that was mm-hmm. a ramshackle piece of shit. Not give us more of a character we didn't really like that much to begin with. Yeah. And, you know, it still it still blows my mind that the collective fandom, who in general, I don't necessarily like the idea of fans having influence on films, as, <laughs> as we've been seeing recently with, like, Star Wars and... Is it Kelly Marie Tran, right? What? The actress plays Rose, Kelly oh, Marie Tran, yeah. right? Well, the bullshit. A lot of fans are just complete a-holes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're lucky that the fans that we engage with are genuinely sweet, cool people with reasonable opinions about things. Yeah. Um, but 
we're seeing that a lot of these fans are just terrible and just completely missing the point of the characters mm-hmm. as they go out and attack the people involved with making them. Um, so I don't like the idea of like fans having an influence. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's, but it's, yeah, it's, it's the creative minds aren't getting any influence anymore. Yeah. We're getting hit from both the fan side, which is incredibly negative, And then the producer, not producer, the executive side, which kind of misinterprets what's working. Yeah. Because I think I probably talked about this on the podcast before. One of my favorite uh, like single panel or two panel comics that I saw uh, online somewhere was um, a Warner. It was not Warner, but it was just a bunch of executives seeing Black Panther and they're (laughs) like, oh, we get it now. We know what we have to do. And then the the bottom panel was like three cat movies. Oh yeah, exactly, <laughs> mm-hmm. exactly. They always get it wrong. And yeah. I, I just realized with what rant I was starting off of when I lost myself in a different rant. Um, wait, I lost it again. Crap. Wait, fans. Transformers asking things. No, wait, fans <laughs> fans demanding things. Fans having influence. Something to do with the Joker. Oh right, that we gave them an out with having that be Jason Todd, mm-hmm. which is weird. It would have been like an obvious retcon, but I actually would have been on board with it. Yeah. I think it would have been a cool way to break away from just rehashing the Winter Soldier format and having it be straight up Red Hood. I think that could have been very, very interesting. Um, I mean, you would have had to work around the fact of like, why is Harley with him? And Mm -hmm. there would have been some some definite clunky retconning, but they've already done that before. Well, I mean, there's also that whole thing in the comics that I it, it would not translate to film well at all because mm-hmm. common fans wouldn't really get it as much as comic fans because I don't think comic fans really got it either, but it's the three Joker theory. Yeah, which I think they're actually, I want to say, isn't Jeff Johns, I think it's one of his last projects while still at DC Entertainment is to do a three Joker comic series. Okay. I mean, I'm pretty sure. Well, I mean, I think that's just what they're trying to do in the movies because we have... The Joaquin Phoenix one. Oh, yeah. We have um, Jared the Jared Otto solo film. We have the Harley and Joker film. Matt, we have the Madelove film. I don't know if that's... That one may have like fallen off the slate. I'm just listing anything they said was a maybe. I know, which is so many at this yeah, point. Yeah, I'm going to guess at least 20 films at this I, point. Yeah, I think... Mm, I, yeah, I, I definitely think you steer clear. I think the idea of a three Joker world works in the comics mm-hmm. where things are a little bit crazy and there is such a long history. It kind of helps explain the the drastic changes in that character. I don't think it translates quite as well to film. That being said, I think they could have done a twist on Red Hood with Jared Leto as the Jason Todd Joker. Because I also think Jared Leto would make a really good Jason Todd in flashbacks. Yeah. Too. Like if you really pull away from the character he is there, but you bring in maybe a little bit of that DNA still. That 30 Seconds to Mars, Jared Leto. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or um, like uh, Fight Club. Yeah. Jared Leto, right? I think mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily his biggest fan, but I think he would be good in that role. And I think that makes for a very interesting film, especially mm-hmm. if you're going to go a younger Batman, which is the current rumor. And if you're going to jettison Ben Affleck, which is a very good idea. <laughs> who's the name? Oh, who's the name that keeps going around? Well, I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal was in consideration for a long time. But wasn't but he just cast as something else? He's Mysterio now That's in right. Spider-Man Homecoming 2. So I don't think it's going to be him. Right. Um, I saw something recently that I guess Richard Armitage, who was Thor and Oakenshield in the Hobbit movies, uh, and also is the Got voice it. of Wolverine on the Wolverine podcast, which I need to listen to at oh, some point. Uh, he was a contender. I think he would be very good, mm-hmm. actually, too. Um, and I still maintain if you're doing an older Bruce Wayne Batman, you go Bruce Greenwood. Yes. Cats and Pike from the Star Trek reboots. 
aka uh the husband in what's that uh Gerald's game. The Stephen King yes. adaptation with Carl Gugino. Just gonna Google him real quick. Yeah. Uh, he's also the voice of Bruce Wayne Batman in Under the Red Hood and in Young Justice. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, now he's right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Just go straight to the cartoons. I don't know why you're trying, trying to give, work I'm trying to give you around. a visual, a visual to go along. He's got the voice down, obviously, but I'm trying to give you a visual of how he would look in the part. Oh, that oh, guy. Oh, there he yeah. goes. Oh, figured it out. Um, I think Star he'd be Trek fantastic. Yeah, he's yeah. in tons of stuff. He's amazing. Yeah. I, I love him. I absolutely love him. Me too. Um, but now, before I get to my world-altering bit of news here, mm-hmm. what news do you have, Cameron? Uh, I have two pieces of news real quick. Okay. Uh, the one for me and only me and just me uh, is video great. game news. <laughs> great for the podcast. Okay. It is. <clears throat> uh, I, I only have a small platform to talk about right now. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm sure you'll be excited for this because this is like the game for everyone. Uh, E3, at the Nintendo conference at E3, they announced the new Smash Brothers game. I'm going to see if I can add in some crickets right there. Do you not play Smash Bros? I'm not a Smash Bros person. Really? I When I play, mm-hmm. I play as Fox. Okay. And I know enough to not be a pure button masher. Okay. But I definitely can't say I play with any sort of sophistication. That's fine. Um, my friends in high school. Items on or off? On. Okay. I, don't, I don't see the rules. I just go with whatever the hell's happening. <laughs> but my friends in high school would always play it all the time, and I would occasionally jump East in. Coaster. But what? East Coaster? What does that even mean? <laughs> what? I'm a West Coaster. You know this. I'm a California boy. I know, I know. Boy. I know. In, back in the early 2000s when Smash Melee came out and there were home tournaments. Wait, which one was Smash Melee? Which console? Uh, GameCube. Okay, so that's the one we would play most of the time. Yeah, because that's the best version. Oh, Still. Fuck if I know. Um, Smash Melee, they'd, ha- they'd have uh, coastal tournaments. And when they finally had a national tournament with the best East and the best West teams coming together, the big conflict was items on or off. East Coasters, they always played with items on. West Coast played with items off. Oh, interesting. We always played items on. Oh, God, you fucking noobs. <laughs> oh, that's why we're East Coasters, <laughs> with the items on. Look, I, I've never been a big Smash Bros. fan. Oh, I will, I've never owned Smash Bros. Smash is my I also haven't owned, I mean, I own a Wii, but I have really have not had a Nintendo console in a long time. It's not my jam, but I know you love it, and I bafflingly it. other people do. We so have by all means minimum minimum sixty seven characters in this game. Well, whoopty fucking do! I'm so pumped. They brought every everyone that's ever been in a Smash game is back. Is Fox back? Yes. Well, good. I'll have some character to play then. Fox and Falco and Wolf. So you have three people to play with. Oh my god! The same thing. What crazy diversity! I know. You keep uh, eating this pineapple. That's fine. Do you like some? I'm okay. Shit, so good. That's okay. I already had a piece. Um, so that was that was my news for me. Uh, kind of the mm-hmm. big the big news that I also find very awesome is uh, Box Office Incredibles two. Mm. Holy shit! Yeah, it, what, uh, 180 million? 180 million. It is the oh, eighth. Thanks for turning your fucking phone off. That was this my is iPad. A professional podcast. That was my iPad. In fact, what are our sponsors going to think about this? What are our Android know. sponsors going to think? But my about phone these? also went off at the same time, and I have conveniently left my phone. Never mind. Um, Go on. <clears throat> yeah, made $180 million opening weekend. It's the highest animated opening weekend of all time. Woo! Uh, and it's the eighth highest opening film of all time, only behind Star Wars and Marvel and that random Jurassic World that somehow made it up there. We're pretty damn good. Yeah. That's amazing. And it's also so good. We're talking about it more in plugs. Oh, but yeah. it's so good. 
It is really good. It is um, unbelievable. Yeah, without going too much into it. Yeah, yeah. I think the best, I, I, the two things I would say the most about Incredibles two is one, um, it is like the most fun I've had at, at a movie in a long time, mm-hmm. and it's exactly what I wanted from an Incredibles sequel. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. If anyone follows me on Instagram, I posted it's it's the most fun film I've watched since Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Like, it, I think it was funny, because I, I posted to the um, to our story that we were back at El Capitan. Yeah. I was criticizing myself for being an idiot for, for venturing back into that dangerous But you territory. also recommended it. I, I need to, well, I was, need to throw was, you under the bus right there. No, you, no, you do. You do. I am I'm the, the architect of my own misery. I'm aware of this. Mm-hmm. But I will say, it was that. We, we had basically three options. That, The Grove, which I'm like, I, I like The Grove, but I'm always hesitant to do. I also like Grove by myself. That's yeah, like my, that's that's my. I feel theory. like you and I have never had a good experience together at the Grove. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm always heading to the Grove. And the other option is I was contemplating have you come all the way over to like the West Side to go back to the Century, um, Century mm-hmm. City. Cause you could have seen an IMAX. So I was contemplating yeah, yeah, yeah. seeing IMAX, but I was like, you know what? El Capitan. It can be fun with the right crowd. I'd say in general, that turned out to be true. We had some kids who were talking, which is not great. But what I love, the big difference, the big difference was unlike the Marvel crowd, which you couldn't hear anything because they're cheering so loud, is that you could tell. This crowd wanted to watch that movie. Mm-hmm. For them, it wasn't a party. It wasn't about like the whole experience. They were there to see the movie. They would cheer, and they would go dead silent in an instant. Yeah. And I appreciated that. And there were definitely times when I felt like I had to cheer because I was just so thrilled with what was going up on screen. Yeah. So I was, I was all for it. Mm-hmm. I was proven wrong this time, but also proven right. Because I knew that crowd would be a better crowd than Marvel. It's true. Yeah. I'm saying, I'm saying it here now. I hate Marvel Cinematic Universe fans. <laughs> I'll say it now. Uh, train your kids to handle themselves in the theater. <laughs> you were stuck next to a kid. I felt kind of bad. Was. Well, so I, I'll, I'll, I'll make this a brief point. I talked to my coworker who has a three-year-old. Uh huh. And she, she loves watching movies with her kid, but she won't bring him to the theater yet until he can sit quietly through a film entirely at home. And I'm like, yeah. yes, that's the fucking bar for your kids to be at. No, I, I agree. If they can't sit there for an hour and a half. Because well, I don't remember what film it was. Because, I mean, I, I see everything animated. So I yes. deal with a lot of kids in theaters. You saw the Boss Baby. I saw Boss Baby. God's sakes. Um, I saw Leap, which no one saw. You can't even remember it. That's how was small that a, it was. Was that a ballerina movie? It was. I feel like I it was actually that. pretty good. I feel like I remember that because I vaguely recall you talking about there being a really good sequence in that. Yeah. it's Don't it's, revisit it. Don't revisit no, it. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, we only have so much time. I have fil- I have movies that I go see where kids like will run up to the screen and the ki- and like the parents will just let them play in that big walk area up front. Because well, they just want to not have to deal with their shitty little children but, for a little while. I have purposely not become a father, <laughs> so yes. I don't have to deal with this shit. Yes, exactly. I have made the same choice. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the very, very effective method of birth control. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what, what is your big, grand, okay. grand news? So, <clears throat> uh, our friend in real life slash friend of the show, Jeb, mm-hmm. who was also kind enough to give us these sweet uh, Batmobile Hot Wheels that are sitting on the table here. Yes, thank you so much, Jeb. He texted me the other day. Uh-oh. With a photo. Oh, no. I don't... You probably... You, we haven't talked about this. Is it Bruce Greenwood? <laughs> it's a, a Bruce Greenwood without a shirt on. Oh, shit. So, it is a tweet. He sent me a photo of saying, Lego teases a secret service model. All right? Mm-hmm. So, they have posted a photo on their Twitter about how we've been thinking about creating a special secret service model that could help any agent in a tricky situation. Any ideas? 
tagging at Aston Martin, hashtag license to build. Oh, yeah. They announced this uh, two days ago that they're oh, doing a James oh, Bond Lego set. They haven't said exactly what it is. I don't think they've, they haven't gone any more other than this. This tweet that shows like a, a, a dossier uh, authorized by M and James Bond referencing 007 and Q. And it's been like responded to by Aston Martin and by the official 007 Twitter feed. Cameron. What do I do with myself now? Because I have just been teased, nay promised, a James Bond Lego. I don't know what it's going to be. Probably the DB5. Is it going to be a DB5 with gadgets? Is it going to have just Sean Connery? It's going to have Sean Connery and Daniel Craig and Pierce Brosnan, the three Bonds that have driven the Aston DB5. Is it going to be a whole series of sets? Can I expect a converting Lotus submarine? Can I expect a, like, Ken... Adams inspired underground layer playset. Cameron, what am I going to get? I don't care. I don't know what to do right now. I don't care. I don't know what to do with I'm my life. Smash. I don't I don't know what to do with my hands. Yeah. I'm whatever. just I'm so like jittery and on edge because this is now a real thing in the world and it's not yet there. I mean, I would be happy for you if you fucking shared some some love for the stuff that I love. Cameron, we're talking about me right now. God damn it. <laughs> Stay focused. <laughs> that sweet ASMR chewing sound. But my God, Cameron, this is all I've ever wanted in life uh-huh. is a James Bond Lego set. Like, what? Where, how do I go on from here? You know, you just kind of keep living day to day. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to not be excited for you. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to throw back the same shade that you give me. I, I know. But I, I can't know. because I'm, I am genuinely excited for you. Because you're a much better person than <laughs> And are genuinely excited for me. But legitimately, though, I am losing my shit about this. That's really exciting. That's awesome. I, I, again, I, I, even, if, if, even if it's just one set, I will be so immensely happy. But if it's the potential to have a whole license What's the set series, that would make you the least excited? I, there's not one. There's not a single thing they could put out that I wouldn't buy. I mean, if they could put out... What if they did the invisible car and it was just a James Bond figurine? If it was if it was literally just Pierce Brosnan in his snowsuit carrying a gun and it was the but they, Martin but they Vanish... Pack, but they still pack they it. They still like, package it. I would yeah, still so buy it. Yeah, so it's just a bunch of empty airbags <laughs> inside a giant box. I would still buy it. There's nothing... They could, they could make... The Moonraker gondola that becomes a hovercraft, and it could include a spring-loaded double-taking pigeon, and I would buy that. But see, the, the problem is that'd be cool as a Lego. That would be a cool Lego. They could make... Things that would be dumb in movies make, still make cool Legos. They could, do, they could do, like, the tuk-tuk chase from Octopussy. I'd buy that. They, I, I want... The- <laughs> they could do, like, the... I think it's, like, the, the AMC Javelin on a, on a corkscrew for the man with the golden gun. I'd buy that. Oh, you know what they should do? Did you ever play with the soccer Legos? Uh, I had I think I had some of them. But I remember okay. them though. They're pretty cool. The, uh, it, I just wanted to talk about the spring. Yeah, the spring loaded thing. Yeah. They so go, what I the want ball is um is what's his face with the bowler hat. Oh, odd job. Odd job. Odd job. With I like, want odd job with the spring with, waist, uh, so you can put the bowler hat in his hand and, and twist just, him, <gasps> and then he'll launch it out of his hand. I would buy that. I would buy that. There, literally, literally, no set they could make that was James Bond branded that I wouldn't buy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For, the, for those of our fans who are also James Bond fans, uh, seriously, I challenge you, write in something. Write in the most <laughs> ridiculous thing you can think of 
from a James Bond movie as a Lego set, and we'll see if I would still not buy it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's very exciting. I'm very, I'm very excited for you. I know. I think I've talked about this now for like five minutes, but I am, I am so immensely excited for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but something I'm well, not as excited for. Well, there's nothing that I can be as excited for. Mm-hmm. Literally, I could not have Christmas again for ten years as long as I had this goddamn Lego set. I wouldn't care. That's how I feel about Incredibles too. Oh, see, it was so good. But so we are talking this week about Legacy. Uh, the finale mm-hmm. of Superman the Animated Series. Got it. How, hmm, did you, now, okay, so you had not seen these before, I take it. I had not. Now, you obviously had heard reference to it before. Right? Or I guess, what did you know about this episode before sitting down to watch it? I knew nothing. I'd seen one moment from this episode before, mm-hmm. and it was uh, the very end fight scene where Superman covers Darkseid's eyes okay, and yeah. explodes. <clears throat> right. That's all I'd seen about any of this before. Okay. I feel like I'd seen the suit before. Yeah. Because it's a cool suit. It is a really cool suit. I'd honestly, I kind of wish it had a jetpack. I don't know why, but okay. I look at that suit and I'm like, it needs a, it needs a, either like a jetpack or like a like a wrist laser. It needs, well, I it think, needs one accessory. It, it feels very Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably why. That's right. That. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really cool look though. It is. Yeah. I mean, we've kind of... I, I love the Superman suit. The DCAU Superman suit has never really done it for me, I think, just because it's so simplistic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always preferred, like, his Brave New Metropolis suit or uh, his Justice Lord suit more, or this one. I've, pretty much all the other suits I've liked more than that. Yeah. So, okay, so you didn't... So you didn't really know much going in. No. So, like, what did you think as the that opening scene is playing out and they're on that alien planet with those weird praying mantis dog people things? Oh, okay, okay. I, I said uh, ants with cat ears. Oh, I guess I praying that. mantis dogs yeah. also yeah. works. <laughs> it's a mismatch of all <laughs> those things. Yes. Like th- So when that figure appears, you're like, oh, that's got to be Superman? Or were you like, oh, who's this no, guy? No, I was expecting either Brainiac or Darkseid. Okay. So, like, what w- what was your thoughts when the helmet came off and it's like, oh. And it was Superman. Superman. I'm just like, it's a brainwashed story. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't, I, I honestly, like, I was more excited that it was ending, which is really <laughs> sad to say, than I was about watching this episode. I kind of get like it. Like, caring though. anything about it. I really do kind of get it. Yeah, I, I think, I think there's a really interesting idea here. Mm-hmm. I feel like we said this a lot about Superman episodes. Interesting idea. I don't know if I can necessarily say the <clears throat> execution is great. I would agree. Um, like, there's a lot of little things in here that are interesting. Like, the fact that when Superman has been missing for a month, Supergirl is controlling a bunch of robots mm-hmm. in his place. There's something interesting there. Yeah. There's, like, almost a whole episode there. Yeah, I like that a lot. But it's just this weird, like, footnote. Because it's almost the same. Because we had the one episode where Superman had to take over for Batman. Right, Which yeah. makes sense. And I would expect Kara to call Bruce and be like, hey. That's true. She knows Batgirl at this point. Mm-hmm. So, oh, good point. So, because if, if, obviously Batman can't really copy the same powers. Yeah. So, it wouldn't surprise me if, like, he helped build the robots. Oh, maybe. Um, or do you think he just doesn't give a shit? Is he just like, I don't care. Superman's not here. I got my own shit to do. I think he, I mean, I think he would care more if there was a villain that popped up. I think since it was a pretty quiet month. Yeah. I think he was like, eh, you guys got it covered. Now, what I do find interesting, and this is the problem you you start to get when you introduce other heroes into a world, is we now, at the end of it, we have Superman leading an attack on Earth across the planet Mm -hmm. with a pair of demons. 
we've introduced in the series Green uh, Lantern, Green Flash, Lantern, Batman, Aquaman. Flash, Aquaman, Doctor Fate. Yep. <clears throat> now I can see Doctor Fate not really getting involved. Right. But I would certainly expect Green Lantern to get involved. Mm-hmm. You could maybe throw out the argument he's off planet. Yeah. Flash. I could see him helping, but maybe localized in different areas and not necessarily in Metropolis. Yeah, I could see him just being on, um, like, survival patrol. Just, like, yeah, keep, just trying to, keep, trying to keep people, people out alive. of the way. Yeah. Aquaman would just do his thing. He doesn't yeah, give he a shit. Care. But I really feel like... Batman would show up. Batman would go to Metropolis. He would know something was up, and he would try and fix Superman. Because Batman knows he can take Superman. I think even at this point in the DCAU, he knows he can take him. Yeah. If he has the kryptonite, he understands Superman. He understands Clark. Mm-hmm. I feel like he'd show up and try and do something. So here's the story I had written out. Because I also okay. had that same thought of where are the other heroes. How would you feel about... Where did I write it down? A new... Would you watch this or, or read this story? Okay. Of a Suicide Squad style episode where Superman is the big bad. Okay. And Lex brings on Metallo and... Yes. Um, uh, Volcan... Not Volcano. Like Metallo, Parasite. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> oh, God. Who's the electric girl whose name I already forgot? Livewire. Livewire. I like Volcano, too. I like Volcano. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. I would absolutely watch that. So um, I'm sure that's been done in a number of places, but one place I've seen that done before is a comic uh written by i believe it's jeff johns Hmm. and richard donner so richard donner being the director of the first two superman movies yeah and it's i'm very familiar with his work (laughs) big fan of uh lethal weapon oh huge fan yeah uh it's i'm pretty sure it's set in the mainstream uh superman continuity but it definitely has a lot of uh richard donner film influence as you'd expect he's a co-writer so like the force of solitude is all the crystals but in that story um it's kind of like superman 2 zod and ursa and non show up on earth and superman ends up going to lex and being like i need your help because they unleash a whole army of kryptonians out of the phantom zone okay he says i need your help and so lex brings in at least parasite and metal and i think some other people and basically finally gets to use all of his Kryptonian killing weapons <laughs> and all of them go on a killing spree, just taking out Kryptonian criminals left and right. Okay. That's kind of cool. And of course there's like subterfuge and Lex tries to betray him and stuff. You all expect that. It's also just a great comic in general. Uh, yeah. It's last son. I'll put that in. It's like a oh, plug okay. too. I think I have a copy of it. I've heard of that. For, it's well worth that. a read. It's really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, that's an idea that was there. And I, I would love an episode like that. Again, like if we had an episode all about Superman going missing and Supergirl having to take over and like we get some weird explanation as to where he's been for the last month. That'd be interesting. We had that sort of thing too where Superman gets brainwashed and Lex has to step up being a hero and maybe even Supergirl has to go to him and be like, you're the only person I know who can help do this. Yeah. If we're just going to like let Batman's existence kind of slide, which you have to do sometimes, mm-hmm. that'd be a great episode. Or just put Lex in the backseat. <laughs> oh, that'd be crazy. Yeah. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. What a voice. Oh Yeah. Perfect for it. I just want, I just want the one line, uh, or like Lex, your hood keeps sliding back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like I don't have any hair. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Pull it down. Yeah, that would have been much, much more interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I mean, what Darkseid is trying to accomplish here is is kind of clever, 
because he's forbidden by High Father from attacking Earth, mm-hmm. he kidnaps Superman, brainwashes him, and is then going to let Superman destroy the Earth, basically. And then when he steps in to try and restore order, that's going to be like his justification. Like, oh, I'm trying to fix things. Which, yeah. That, even that, that's still work. But I think it's interesting, though, is that's all about his ego. Like, he was denied conquering Earth, and he will do anything now to make it happen. Whether it really is going to work or not, he doesn't care. He's just going to try everything he possibly can. I think from that angle, this does feel like a good culmination of the series. That it's like Darkseid comes back around again. Mm-hmm. Lex comes back around again. So Superman is kind of dealing with two different villains with their own agenda simultaneously. Yeah. I like that element of it a lot. Have they... So I also noticed this in this episode. Um, have we had a Lex episode where someone didn't break the top window in LexCorp. I don't think so. I don't think so either. No. Uh, it's very expensive. I think, this isn't even... At ref- this point, Lex has a reason to be mad. Yeah. Isn't that even referenced in uh, in Red Sun? Doesn't he, like, call up his assistant? And it's like, yeah. the usual repair. Mm-hmm. Which is great. Because, yeah, I wanted to bring up Red Sun because this is a similar story. It is, yeah. And with Red Sun, I think they handled it better because it wasn't, like, a character that changed his heart. It was, like... No matter what Superman was trained to do, he's he's going to do what he seems he sees is right. Yeah, um, and I would love his interpretation of what Darkseid says to be his version of right. Well, so I guess this actually shares a lot of plot points, a lot of similarities with a comic called Superman: The Dark Side, and it's that idea of <clears throat> same concept as Red Sun, but he is taken to he's trained by Vader. He's trained by who? Oh, <laughs> that just uh, flew right over my head. It's fine. Uh, like a it's wayward, a joke like, for, the, like, for the real nerds over like here. Like a wayward Kryptonian just flew right over my head. Um, no, Jesus Christ. No, he's uh, trained by Apocalypse. Yeah. No, by Darkseid Dark on Apocalypse. Yeah. He's trained by the X-Men villain Apocalypse. Wow. Yeah. Big, huge crossover. <laughs> they even give him like those weird like lined lip things. I'd things. love that. Yeah. There was an anime where every character had that. What? Yeah. For like a year, I drew every per- every character I drew. I think it was like seventh grade. Every human that I drew had that like bottom of the eye to the, to the like, like a puppet yeah. line. Yeah. It's a great anime though. Wait, there was an anime that inspired you to do that? Or yeah. you are referring to an, your own anime you created as great? No, an anime inspired me to do that. Oh, okay. Great anime. It's called Zatch Bell. Jesus. It's great. It's on Toonami. Was that a spinoff of Saved by the Bell? Yes. Where Zach goes to Japan and renames himself Zatch? Yep. And, and then he, has, he has lightning powers. And he continues to just be a horrible human being. He's such a whole. He's such a. If you guys haven't listened to Zach Morris's trash on YouTube yet, it's such a delight. <laughs> but now Zatch Morris is trash. Zatch Morris is trash. You yes. can do your own spinoff. I can. Yeah. Zatch Bell is great, though. That's my plug right now. Okay. Go watch Zatch Bell. Okay. Yeah, it, it's like an anime static shock. What? He has the he has the power of electricity. Zatch. Uh, Does he? Are there other people with powers? Yeah. Do so I'm just gonna get, go into the plot do, of Zatch. Do, do, they, real quick. do they get it from a gas cloud? <laughs> no, they're from another. They're called Momotos. They're from a, they're from another world. Okay. And every hundred or thousand years, because you know, got to keep it even numbers. Of course. Um, a hundred Momotos come to Earth, and they have to find a partner. Uh, because only their partner can read their spell book, and that's how they are able to use their powers. So Zatch has 
the the yeah the red spell book. So there's a lightning power. So he has the care of the Kerga, uh, bows the Kerga. Three minutes, a giant lightning dragon, and it's so cool. All right, I'll stop talking about anime now. It's so cool. It also inspired me to, to eat yellowtail for the first time. And oh, really? Like, yeah, because that was his food of choice, was he would carry a gigantic yellowtail in his backpack and just eat it raw. Wow. Yeah. Look at the influence these things have, <laughs> on, have on our lives. Yeah. 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 I owe a lot to that show. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I have a love of martinis that comes from a very obvious place. Mm-hmm. Simpsons? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Oh, or Scrubs. Scrubs. I guess it's more of an Appletini. I was going to say Rocket Power. I don't know if you ever knew this, but uh, yeah. That's what they're always just getting drunk don't, before they hit the half pipe. Don't throw rocket power in my face. Throw right back now. some some sweet martinis, brah. Don't you even fucking try. What's the name of the restaurant in in that show? Uh, well, Big Ray's the dad. Mm-hmm. Ray's Shack. Ray's no. Shake Shack. Ray's Big Big Ray's Ray of Sunshine. No. Big Kahuna no. Burger. No. Boardwalk Burger. You are. You were Bo- you were a disgrace to trying to make fun of the Boardwalk Bar and Grill, Nailed featuring it. Big Ray. Nailed it. And Tito. Yep. Yep. Nailed it. Got it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Shore Shack. Shore Shack. I wasn't too far off, actually. I had Shake Shack. You did. That's, That's a close. different brand. It's a real thing. Yeah. I know. It's pretty close. Mm-hmm. Give me some credit. No. No, I don't deserve <laughs> that. Um, All right. Sorry. Sorry for that <clears throat> unnecessary God, sorry, Nashville like, tangent. Maybe the pineapple made the I think it's worse. the pineapple. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why did I eat pineapple? I already have like a phlegm thing going on. That's fine. Well, I'm, God damn it. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Um, but yeah, so it, it, I think that general idea is really interesting of having him come back and fight. Obviously, the, he beats the shit out of Supergirl. We don't really see it on screen so much. We just see that she's like defeated mm-hmm. at the end of it, which comes back to play in a huge way later on. Um, I, It's... Maybe I just don't love the structure of this whole two-parter. It's um, a weird episode to make two parts. Yeah. Because I feel like they didn't have enough... They had enough content to make, like, a 30-minute episode, not a 40-minute episode. Yeah, just a little bit. Because I even felt like when we jump into <clears throat> episode two, we get that... Not even It's not even a particularly long flashback, but we get a flashback explaining how Superman just came across as, like, probe and got captured. Do you think we and, needed that? I was going to ask you the same thing. I don't think we did. I think we have enough context to know that he just got captured at some point and brainwashed. I don't mm-hmm. think how that happened is necessary. Yeah. That could even been a line. Like, you know, Clark's been gone, like, you know, he's been gone a month since he went out, like, on that scouting mission or something like that in space. And we don't have a spaceship, so we have no way to get back to him. Like, we just have to hope he comes back. Or, like, so, like, yeah, like, you know, Clark will go away for a few days at a time out in space, but he's never gone a month. Like, I'm worried. Mm-hmm. All it would have taken. I don't think we needed to have a flashback. That did feel like a lot of filler material there. Yeah. I guess that was also their visual shorthand for showing that he got his memory back. But again, not really necessary. Also, I don't feel like that was deserved. No, because he just, what? He got gassed by kryptonite. Well, uh, he, he saw Lois. He saw Lois, that yeah. Was, that was all it needed. Yeah, it was like he saw Lois, which started to shake him out of it. He got hit by a kryptonite rocket that was guaranteed to kill him and just didn't. Yeah. And then... Yeah, they throw him into a a cell that has red sunlighting, and they just let him go through the hallways. That did not have red sunlight. Did not have it. Yeah. Are these people idiots? Yeah. Yeah, like, they are. Really? Mm-hmm. Also, totally out there. 
Is this the same facility from the premiere of Justice League? Like that same facility where they have the Martian Manhunter locked up? It looks kind of like it. Would, that wouldn't be... Um, no, it's the one in Young Justice. Cadmus, Ka- uh, yeah. Cadmus. Cadmus is Justice League Unlimited. But mm-hmm. no, like in the, um, in the premiere of Justice League, Superman goes to attack that like military facility it might be. and we're wondering why it just it, to my mind it looked a lot like it i don't okay. know if they just that was a deliberate poll when they went around to go do just league or not mm-hmm. but it looked a lot like it at least doesn't matter um i did one thing i did like about this mm-hmm. it actually gave lois a reason to be there yes yes finally, exactly finally and again i think that's part of the reason finally the last episode <laughs> the last episode but again i think part of the reason why this does kind of work nicely as a finale is there is a sense of, there's a bit of a sense of closure to his relationships with a lot of characters. With Lex, with, uh, with Hamilton, it's a big one. Uh-huh. With Darkseid, with Lois even too. Like there's all these nice little, little moments that kind of feel like just enough of a stopping point to justify an end. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, I would want, I want a full episode of just Lois doing detective, not really detective work, but like using her power yeah. To show, like, why she's so good at what she does. Right, because she, she breaks into the facility and makes that comment about having a dad in the, the military, which I forgot that we only saw him once before. It was in um, Monkey Fun with Titanic. Yeah. I was like, did we see him? We did see him there. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's a clever little nod. Like, she's, like, a, a legitimate, like, good fighter, too. I would have loved just, like, as she's walking through the hall, like, sneaking through the halls, if there was, like, <clears throat> there were, like, two government agents, high-up government agents talking about something, and, like, just to see that she can never turn her reporter brain off. Oh, that way. Like, yeah, like, yeah, they'd be talking about something, <clears throat> and she'd be like, oh, I got to save that for later. No, no, I'll come back to that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I liked they finally gave her a reason to be there. And I like they finally showed a more obvious romantic side to her relationship with Superman, too, because mm-hmm. it's always been heavily hinted at. Pretty much the only other time before that was in Brave New Metropolis. Yeah. And then finally again here. But... Well, I mean, they kind of needed to, because the first time they have their quote-unquote romantic moment, she just, like, pats his face. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, when he... When like, he don't die. When he decides he's going to go to Apocalypse to face Darkseid, she just yeah, kind of comes like, just brush his cheek. I'm like, just why don't you kiss there? I, I guess they were saving it for the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of my favorite scenes in this whole thing, though, was when Superman takes Kara to uh, Star Labs, and... Emil's like, I don't know if there's much we can really do for her. And Superman panics and grabs him. And like Hamilton is genuinely shaken by the whole thing. Well, it's not that Hamilton said there wasn't much we could do. He was he said helping her would be treason. I can't oh, do right. that. Oh, right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. And so that's what made him lose his cool. It's like, you can help and you're refusing to. Yeah. Because you're putting yourself above her. Yeah. And it, I, I guess... I, I saw this when it originally aired. I didn't think much of that because obviously Justice League hadn't aired yet, but it's very interesting to go back and watch this after that fact. Yeah, because everyone hates him at the end of this episode. Yeah, well, so what's interesting is... I was, I was waiting for my Stan Lee cameo, to be honest. <laughs> what? Because that's, I feel like that's how they always shoehorn him in if there's no... If they, do it in, they do it in one Marvel film. I think it's at the end of Avengers. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. Where Heroes they do the in TV interviews. Oh yeah. yeah, they should. That's okay. Good mm-hmm. point. They should have just got him in there. <laughs> Superman. Mm-hmm. No. Or like a, that's where they put Bruce Tim. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. 
That would have been a good spot. I mean, he's already had his cameo as the the weird collector guy from the Grey Ghost. But that was only that was only in Batman. He needs one in Superman. That's true. I feel like he must have been in Superman somewhere. I'm sure he was a voice of someone, some goon. Yeah, or just the visual characterization somewhere around there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like so, I did read that. I guess this originally was uh, conceived as a premiere episode for the fourth season of Superman. And then the rest of the season would have been him trying to rebuild his trust okay. with Earth. By kissing one person at a time. Just one person episode. at a time. Yeah, just going around, just macking on people left and right. So smooch. Yeah. Smooching off. Yeah. I'm, I'd be like, hey, Superman, I'm not convinced. Come back around again. I need, I need one more try. Another, no, still not convinced. Mm-hmm. Come back around. Yeah. How about we yeah. just go to my, my apartment let's real go quick. Some, let's go grab some dinner, actually. Yeah. yeah like it's a marti- on you, though. Like a martini? <laughs> Famous from Rocket House. (laughs) (laughs) The big kahuna wave martini. God, I hate you. I know, as you should. Um, But what was I talking about? Oh, it it was so that would have been a very interesting season to watch. Mm -hmm. That basically now all happens off screen between now and Justice Justice League. League. Um, But I like that idea. But because Batman Beyond was coming to the pipeline, they decided to wrap up Superman and move on, which. Again, it's obviously the better because I love Batman Beyond. It's mm-hmm. generally a better conceived <clears throat> show than this. But one other little interesting thing that I read in that same little block of trivia was um, there was going to be an episode in Batman Beyond that followed up on Superman's affair with Lashina. Is that right? What's her name? Oh, <clears throat> one of the the uh, not harpies. Lashina, yeah the uh, the fe- the Furies. Furies, thank you. Um, yeah, because they're definitely having an affair and so the idea was going to be that in the future in terry mcginnis timeline uh they come across the son of superman and lashina who overthrew dark side and was planning his own invasion oh. of earth and it was going to acknowledge superman's guilt about not knowing that he had a son that he never got a chance to raise and mm-hmm. he was absent in this person this kid's life that'd be cool which again would have been a really interesting story i mean a very pretty dark place to go but beyond was always one of the darker shows to begin with um and i think a character like superman that carries a lot of extra weight because he doesn't he never had his own father he never had jarell he had jonathan obviously Mm -hmm. but that idea of he would know what it's like to have an absent father figure and for him to have done that and to have potentially not been the case. There's really no hope for him in Jarrell, but there would have been a chance for him and this kid. Mm-hmm. Would have been really interesting. You know, that's actually the plot of an anime that I'm watching right now. Oh my but God. But I'm not going to talk about oh it. Oh my God, like an anime callback machine. Is there anything I can reference that would not tie back to a, an anime? Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. But it's really, I'm not going to go on it. I'm not going to go on it. Oh God, I want to talk about it so badly. So, it was such a good episode this week. I'm not going to talk about it though. <laughs> I know, I, oh I think... I think there are some cool things that could have spun out of this, but I guess I'm willing to forgive some of the flaws of this because I think overall it's an interesting idea. And I think, again, it works as a finale, and it also works to plant some really interesting threads that do get picked up later. Also, talking about Dark, uh, they were going to euthanize Superman. What? When now? What? Uh, Bruce, no, oh, sorry. Lex oh, comes in. Oh God! Right. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, my brain went to castration. Yes. And I was like, "When were they gonna do that? <laughs> Did you miss this part of the episode? Yeah. And then <laughs> Lex comes in, it's like drop trow, Superman. <laughs> he comes in with his uh, Kryptonian laced scalpel. <laughs> yes, Kryptonian machete. 
or his kryptonite machete. Uh, it's actually a, a a little guillotine, but it's got two little holes. Yeah. <laughs> God, I hate you. <laughs> okay. Right. Sorry. Yes, yes. They were going to euthanize mm-hmm. Superman and Supergirl. Yeah. Again, pretty dark. Mm-hmm. But then we get that beautiful Superman gets to like slap Lex without worrying about breaking him. That was kind of fun, actually. Is like give a dying man one last request. Just yeah. Punch him in the face. Mm-hmm. That was that was worth it. Yeah. That's a good I, that's a good I way to go out. I kind of wish the way that would have all played out was like Lex let his ego take over after that. Yeah. And it wasn't that uh, the general tried to finish the job. But instead, like, the general was the one holding the serum. Mm-hmm. And Lex is like, I'm doing it now. Yeah. Um, and then like he had to be when, the one to push the plunger. Yeah. And it all goes to shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's when Lois comes in and knocks him out. That would have been pretty fun, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. Again, like, I think that's a nice final beat between those two. Obviously, there's more. There's much more to that story. But it's a nice ending point there. Now, what did you think about the final fight between Superman and Darkseid when he finally goes back to Apocalypse? It's good to see that, like, someone is so much stronger than Superman. Yeah. I, again, I think... Because we always have... We, I mean, it's it's been our probably our main complaint since the beginning that Superman just solves everything with his fists. He does. Um, and here it's actually justified. Yeah, it's justified. And it also shows that he can't always solve everything with his fists. And yeah. he's going to have to start being creative from now on. Yeah. I, I think it's interesting because if... Other parts of these episodes are improved, knowing what comes in the future. I think that fight is hindered because it's not the epic paper town fight. Oh god, from I'm the so end. excited for that speech. Yeah, and it like it, it's still a good fight. I guess um like Bruce Tim storyboarded that himself. He's like I the, he had to do that himself. Like these are the characters I know really well, mm-hmm. and he really want to get across just the the huge amount of animosity they have for each other. Yeah. And it's, I think it's a, a generally a pretty well choreographed fight. It's not long. No. And I don't know how I feel about the, the finale of him just holding back the Omega Beams. Mm-hmm. Um, I did love um, the music score that led up to every time he used the beams. Mm-hmm. There was that like that like high-pitched violin squeak. Oh, I missed that. Oh, it was beautiful. It, I mean, it, it sounded like they were charging up almost. Yeah. And it would be like, zhit. Uh, and then they would fire, and I loved that little that just like that little detail. Oh, I can't believe I missed that. Mm-hmm. I'm really all about the score. Um, I also, the movie, the score. I just yeah. love it so much. Um, me too, man. Yeah. Um, I, I don't remember who said this, but I loved the. Oh, it was yeah. Dark Side said this, and I loved this line while he's fighting Superman. He says, "If I'd known uh, one human's death would have pained you so, oh. I would have killed so many more." Yes. And I'm like, that's oh, such a great villain he's line. Such, he's such an asshole. Mm-hmm. And I like that he gets the last laugh here. Yeah. Because even after Superman. Oh, that was so cool. Yeah, even after Superman, like. Throws him to the slaves. Yeah, it's like, do what you want with him. They rush up to help him. Yeah. He's like, remember, I am many things, but here I am God. Mm-hmm. And that's it's just, insane. It's, that was such, I was like, I was taken back from yeah. that moment. And I, I think. This is why I think both Lex and Darkseid are great foils for Superman because the power they wield is untouchable. They're both untouchable. Just, right, yeah. Th- their power is not, I mean, for Darkseid, it is physical, but they wield a power that Superman can't. Like, people love Superman, but he does, they're not really intimidated by him. Mm-hmm. Whereas Lex and Darkseid just have these 
can have this sort of like fanatic Presence. following and this chari- this this charisma and this ability to manipulate people and to get what they want that Superman can never quite have. And mm-hmm. they put themselves in a position where exactly they are untouchable to him. That to me is super, super interesting. Yeah. Cause that's I mean, that's the way that Superman can never win. Yeah. Yeah. Cause exactly. Even even like for him to truly defeat Darkseid, he doesn't have the support of the people. He can never really mm-hmm. do it. He would have to do what he does in Red Sun. Like for him to defeat someone in that sort of political power, he has to usurp them. Yeah. And you even see him like not really understand that because he wants to deliver the final blow and Kara has to be the one that shows up and be like, it's yeah. not you don't want to cross that yeah. line. I, again, I, I think one of the reasons I do like these, again, despite their flaws, is it really does push him as a character in a way that he hasn't been pushed. Mm-hmm. I think he actually, he also has something interesting to do here. And he's put in a dilemma that we don't normally see. Like, to your point, he can't just solve it with his fist, even though he tries. I think a lot of those episodes, he, he uses his fist and it works. Here, he tries and it fails. Yeah. And I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. I also love at the very end when they're doing the interviews, the last person they're talking to, um, it's a woman, and she's like, what does she say? She says, I, I have to lock my bedroom door every night. And I'm like, what's that going to do? How's yeah. that going to stop Superman? What's that? Yeah, I know. What, what? Is it a lead door? Is it, a lead? <laughs> it is, uh, the interior half of it is lead-lined. The exterior half is kryptonite-lined. There you go. So she's protected from the kryptonite radiation, but also he can't even get near it, and he can't see through it. There you go. It's perfect. Yeah, she's got it down. Yeah. Or I'm like, I'd leave my window open. I'm like, hey, Superman, <laughs> what's going on out you there? You can come take me any Exactly. Uh, but yeah, I think... I don't have any more notes for this episode. Do you? Not, not so much. Um, and I talked about the... the I'm the excited for the, for the updated Omega Beams as well. The updated Omega Beams. Uh, and Justice League, they're the, they're the ones that uh, follow you. Oh, well, they, those can do that here. He doesn't doesn't deploy them that way. Yeah, I know. I, mean, I, I just like the visual style yeah. of that one because it's more like angular. I mean, even when he like killed Turpin, though, they kind of like zigzag around a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean just in this episode. This episode is very yeah. yeah, it's very straightforward. No, that's that's pretty much all all I have on uh, on this. So, um, that being the case, should we move on to our what is short sure going to be very short short list? Yeah. Um, I don't think we're going to go through all of them. That doesn't really make sense. Um, oh wait, shit. Did I just lose my notes? Is there a control Z? Why don't you start? Because I may have actually um, just deleted my notes. So we're only doing it for season three, correct? Just season three. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so there's 13 episodes of season three. Oh, no, I found it. Okay. Okay. My short list is three episodes. <laughs> I don't blame you on that. Since it's 13, do you want to just read through them real quick? Oh. Do you have all of them listed? I can I... pull them up real quick. Okay, yeah. Um... Superman, the animated series, series, nope, still misspelled it, episodes, season, okay, I got it, three, cool, all right, okay, so, uh, the episodes are, where there's smoke, nighttime, new kids in town, obsession, let's just do it the same way we did last time, oh, just go through bit by bit, yeah, okay, where there's smoke, volcano, I included it, I did not, I find her boring. Mm, <laughs> that's fair. Mm-hmm. You know what? Mm, okay. The problem is with these episodes, with the Batman episodes, you actually had story that you kind of had to follow through with, and there were okay. story beats. 
And there's only one episode, I guess besides the finale, there was only one, I guess two, because Green Lantern. Uh, but for a Superman story, there was only one episode that actually kind of contained information that you needed to know. Legacy. Which one was that? This one we just watched. Oh, I said b- besides the finale. Oh, besides the finale. And um, yeah, the one that I said was um, where he, where Jimmy gets the watch. Superman's oh, pal. <laughs> oh, yeah, we, could, we could skip that. Yeah. So hang on, I, I'm gonna make a make a short pitch for okay. where there's smoke. All right. I think the I think she's one of the more interesting villains. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the voice performance in that is really good. Yes. And I think there's a very interesting world built around that. It's kind of crazy and really far out there, but it's that whole like that like Nick Fury kind of guy and the subterranean lair. It's it's all very Bondian, so obviously I kind of love that. Um, I don't know. I think in terms of just kind of one-off episodes, I think that one's actually pretty solid. Okay. I mean, we won't include it on our final list. Well, let's put put an asterisk by it. Yeah. Asterisk. Asterisk. Fuck this. I can't talk today. An asterisk. Yes. Put an asterisk by it. Um, okay. And then next up nighttime absolutely nighttime obviously had to so good best one, one of the of best season. episodes in all the dcau yeah i think um definitely a, i think it's my favorite superman episode yeah i think it's yeah, i think it's fair mm-hmm. uh new kids in town uh i have that with an asterisk okay yeah i included on mine okay then yes then yeah i'll, I'll keep I, I, th- it. I think it's worth keeping i think yeah, that's a, it's that's a, a pretty story. solid episode mm-hmm. i like the legion of superheroes uh obsession it's toy man and darcy i out it goes okay I mean, what do you have? You, you, you I mean, I just like Toy Man, and so I put an asterisk. But I think I don't think this is any better, though. Than, I think the first Toy Man was better. Yeah, yeah, I almost feel like he's better off there, and then we pick up with him again in Justice League. I think yeah. that's kind of a nice place. Okay. Um, Little Big Head Man. Yes, I like that episode. I try to remember what my thoughts were on it, and when I went back and read my notes, we seem to be pretty positive on it. Mm-hmm. I think it's worth including. It's, I think it's so. an interesting dynamic. We always like Bizarro. We always like Mr. Mixius Pitlick. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some fun stuff at play there. It's not quite as good as Mixius Pitlated, but I think it's, pre- I think it's worth including. Yeah. Uh, absolute power. No. Nope, absolutely not. In Brightest Day. Yes. I said no. Did you really? Well, stop and think about it. Yeah. Stop and think about it. Mm-hmm. Is it actually that good of an episode? Yeah. Is it just more or less a watered-down Hal Jordan origin with Kyle Rayner. Mm-hmm. We never see Kyle Rayner again. That's fine. That's not true. We get like he's a, in the background. He's in like the back. I think he's referenced in one of the Green Lantern focused Justice League episodes. Yeah, but we don't really need to know that he's there. I like it because if you're having people watch these shows in order, it's an introduction to the Green Lantern and what their powers are. I mean, the same could be said for a fish story, and we're obviously not including that on our but list. Be, but that's a different Aquaman. Mm. But or is it more confusing that you introduce how or Kyle Rayner Green Lantern and then it's John Stewart later on? I think the cost since the costume is the same. Mm-hmm. I will fight for Green Lantern. I know you will. We we both were pretty positive about the episode. I'm like, yeah, it is a watered down Hal Jordan story, but it's still a good story. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know what? You know what? I gave you Fine. fucking Volcana. No, Give me no, goddamn we, Green Lantern. We gave that an asterisk. <laughs> okay, sorry. Just to be clear. <laughs> Just to be fair. <laughs> I'll find. Fine. I'll give you in brightest. I day. have literally three episodes on my list. Don't take a third of my list away. How can you only have three? You have to have Legacy on there. I I had a combined them as one episode. But so you had, you didn't. Oh, you had New Kids in Town as an asterisk. 
Yeah. Is that maybe yeah, so my, okay. my, my list was just um, Nighttime, Brightest Day, and Legacy. <laughs> Okay. Um, I think we can skip Superman's Pal. Yeah. Obviously. We can skip a fish story. Absolutely. We can wholeheartedly and enthusiastically uh, skip well, uni- no, Unity. On. I'm kidding. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, as much as I love the Batman Superman crossovers, I yeah. wasn't inclined to include the Demon Reborn. It's mm. kind of a shitty episode. I mean, I don't, from my recollection of what happens with. Roz over the course of the rest of the DCAU. We don't necessarily need to have this episode here. Yeah, I, I didn't have um, it. I think the only, there's only one moment I kind of like, which is at the end. I think that has more or less solidified the partnership between the two of them, the friendship between the two of them. And there's that cool moment when they both fly off and we get a little tease of like the, the Batman Superman theme song, but not worth including yeah. for that alone. And then of course, Legacy. Which we have too, just because it's the only one that sets up an actual story. And I think, is worth including. I, I think especially this is this is so far the only series finale we've had. Mm-hmm. Btos didn't get one. New Batman Adventures didn't really get one. No. So and I think it works as series finale. So I think it's worth including. Okay, so we got fine. I'll, I'll concede. We can cut out where there's smoke. No, we, we can keep Volcana. Okay, so where there's smoke, nighttime, new kids in town, little big head man, in brightest day, legacy. All right, so we cut it in half. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's a pretty solid list. Yeah. All right. I forgot to post the last one. How dare you? I need to do that. People listen to us. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So shall we move on to... Uh, Notes from Friends. Notes, Notes from, from Friends. Friends. Notes from Friends. Okay. Um, I'm, glad I'm glad it's picking up. Oh, uh, yeah. I like it. No, it is. It's good. We, we, we get a lot of cool little things here. So um, we are, in fact, recording this on Father's Day. Yes. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to the fathers out there. Which... Jonathan and... <laughs> And Jorel, uh, Jorel, and Thomas, mm-hmm. and fathers. John Jones. I guess he's more of an uncle, right? Yeah, he's more of an uncle. Uh, oh, I, mean, I guess um, Superman was Superboy in some universes. Oh, um, and Lex, because it's a combination of their DNA. <laughs> uh, Lionel Luther, Happy Father's uh, Day. Happy Father's Day, Luther. No, um, Zatara. What's what's Andrea's dad's name? Mm-hmm. Andrea Beaumont from oh, Massive Phantasm. That's a your movie. Zatara. Yeah, Zatara. Happy Zatanna. Father's Day. Yeah, a lot of dead fathers in this series. <laughs> happy Father's Day to all of them. Um, but uh, Paul Hill tagged us in a photo because for Father's Day, he spent it like building up uh, this really sweet collection of a whole bunch of the DC um, collectibles figures, like all the, the B-Toss. Oh, that's cool. And uh, New Batman Adventure Superman, um, Superman figures. So... That was pretty cool. And he also, uh, I don't know if you saw on Instagram, he tagged us in this really gorgeous um, Batman and Robin art that he did. Not Batman and Robin the movie, but Batman and Robin from the new Batman Adventures. Uh, I think I missed it. Because it's like, um, it's something like June Tune or something like that. So every day he's been posting uh, a different drawing from a cartoon. Nice. And so one of the ones he did was a, two, a shot of the two of them. It's really, really nicely done. Okay, that's cool. Um, and then uh, Gordon Wills made a comment on our last episode. Because your, your fantastic art from last week. With all the villains on there, he said it would make a really good print or shirt. And I was like, you know what? Hmm. It's not a terrible idea. We'll see. It's not a terrible idea on that. I mean, it's more of just a lazy way for me because I already have them all made. Yeah, them all made, but like it looks really good though with them all collected together like that. I just that. need to coordinate the colors better because I started off doing really well with keeping uh, everything is in the same color palette. Yeah. And I very quickly abandoned that. Well, whatever. I mean, we just we we have fun with it. Yeah. It might be cool to do something. 
We'll see. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. Um, we also had a lot of people respond possibly to our concept of Carl. I love Carl. I also <laughs> realized that Carl is just Edna. That's all we were <gasps> describing was Edna. Oh my god. <laughs> DCAU Edna. Yeah, that's literally because I I was driving home thinking about Carl, and I'm like, we just made Edna. We just made like, Edna, and it, in our, my mind, Carl should be as fabulous as Edna because mm-hmm. Edna is the most fabulous. Yeah. Well, there were a bunch before Incredibles two came out. There were a bunch of fan theories that I was reading about her past, um, and how she was secretly a supervillain. Uh, and what? she was the one, yeah, she says no capes because she was the one that set up all of those cape-related deaths. Oh, that's fascinating mm-hmm. and mischievous yeah. and intriguing. Mm-hmm. Oh, that could and be so kind of her, fun. her like punishment slash turning a new leaf was having to design uh, everyone else's costume. And oh. that's why she's so adamant about no capes because that's no like, capes. that's her like, that's her like heroine. Like, oh my god i love cape, that I idea have to kill actually because even if she were once a villain she'd still be so goddamn lovable yeah because she was definitely a villain at some point like she's she so, lives in a lair yeah she's oh she does live in a lair she has those evil eyes sometimes mm-hmm. too she's obsessive like a villain should be yeah oh god no i'm all down for it but yeah i people love the idea of uh carl and according to maddie apparently um the recent paul dini harley books there's like a similar kind of plot in there okay he didn't go into detail on it so i might go check those out at some point um yeah i want to i want to know more about carl and then uh he was also asking us i don't know maybe it was paul someone was asking us when we get to mr the batwoman apparently there's a catwoman short oh yeah i didn't know about that I was, I was probably on the dvd so in which case yeah if there is a short we'll track it down we'll watch it to go with mr the batwoman um and then there was this amazing Twitter thread because we, we were giving Maddie so much shit for critters, right? Mm-hmm. And so I saw that he he referenced us in a, a, a thread going on about how it's actually a great episode and that someone needs to tell us that it is. And his argument was that it's like the new Batman adventure tone mixed with some like 60s tone thrown in there. Maybe I'll give it a second viewing, but I'm sorry, Maddie. I didn't like it when I was eight. <laughs> so... <laughs> I'll, but I'll give it another watch. Our list has been solidified, and, and, Maddie. And, and come back Stop around. trying to change our minds. But when I actually looked at that broader thread, I realized that the whole thing was a conversation between like uh, Maddie, the DCA Watchtower, and then Matthew Valencia, who voiced Robin. Oh wow! Who voiced Tim Drake? And it's it's actually a really cool thread. It's worth going and checking out. Okay. But he was talking about like his first time meeting Mark Hamill and Tara Strong, and how he kind of oh. got started on all these things, and like the sort of stuff that he now shows his kids. And it's, it's a really interesting, really sweet thread. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't do it justice reiterating it. So just just go check out the Twitter thread. You can find that on there. Um, and then one other thing worth noting, uh, our good friend Vasilius reached out to us on Facebook. Did you see his comment <laughs> on, on Solo? <laughs> he was getting after us for thinking it's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And to which I will say this, Solo weirdly has been sticking with me. Since I saw it. Interesting. It's a movie that I keep thinking back to. I do kind of want to go and revisit it and see if um, after, now after I've seen it, I can accept the fact that there's some really, really stupid things in there. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can uh, turn off my brain because apparently we were overthinking it. <laughs> <laughs> overthinking. Turn off my brain and see if I enjoy it. Okay. So, uh, my response to you, dear sweet Facilius, is we were not wrong in thinking it's terrible. Mm-hmm. But maybe on a second viewing, I won't hate it quite as much. Yeah. I mean, my problem is, because you, you said that you've been coming back to it. Yeah. This movie is so forgettable for me. 
there's think, nothing about that that I've been like excited to tell people. Yeah. I find myself like, more than 48 hours after watching it. I think I find myself wanting to talk about it. Like, I think I want to like it more than I did. Yes. Right. That's been the problem and, with all of the new movies for me. Yeah. It's like, I feel bad not liking it because I want to love them. Yeah. And I, I felt similarly about The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. I wanted to like it more than I did. I still love Rogue One. Mm-hmm. And I like The Force Awakens a lot, actually. I, yeah, I really enjoy The Force Awakens. But yeah, I think I, I think <clears throat> that middle section I really enjoy on Solo. Yeah, and I just which is funny because that's usually the section you hate with every other movie. Well, because the second act is normally so slow, and especially recently they've been in really slow second acts. But yeah. that movie, instead of going for the long, slow second act building up to an epic third act a la uh, Rogue One, this went for the um, more like Mission Impossible 5 sort of route or like World War Z to something similar. Like the middle is this big set piece and the mm-hmm. ending is kind of a smaller, tighter finale, which I don't have a problem with. Yeah. Uh, but it didn't quite resonate yeah. with me. But I'll revisit it, I think, at some point. I think that might actually be why I'm so... Why this movie is so forgettable for me because it didn't have that big punch at the end. Yeah, it just kind of fizzles. Mm-hmm. It just kind of fizzles out there. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'll I'll watch it again. Yeah. But I mean, after I watch Incredibles again yeah. and uh, Ocean's Eight again, and I still need to go see that. It's so great. Yeah. And um, I still need to see Tag. I want to see Tag so badly. Yeah. I think that's the problem. It's like I kind of want to go back and rewatch Solo, and I could movie pass it, but. I barely have time to go see movies now. There's other things that I want to go see instead. There's at least four things out right now that are great. Yeah, so I got to see Ocean's 8. Mm-hmm. I've seen Incredibles 2 twice now, so I'm mm-hmm. good on that front. got to see Ocean's 8. I do want to see Tag, maybe. I want to see it. Um, this upcoming weekend is Jurassic World. Yeah. Fallen Kingdom, mm-hmm. which I'm excited enough for. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go see it. Um, I don't know what else is out right now. What Won't else you is be out? my neighbor? <gasps> I still haven't seen that. Yeah. I forgot about that. God damn it. Yeah, Won't You Be My Neighbor is still out. It's still amazing, too. I need to go watch that. God damn it. Should have gone see it this weekend. No. Well, you should have saw Incredibles, too. Again. No, it's all out the window. Um, yeah, other stuff to go see. But along those lines, uh, in terms of our plugs, what uh, what have you been watching recently? We're, we're not going to go too far into Incredibles 2 because we're going to... Yeah, we're going to do the whole do, podcast We're going to do thing. a separate podcast. It should be out on Friday, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but obviously we saw it. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It's great. It's amazing. So yeah. good. Loved it. Um, my two plugs, uh, new season of Queer Eye came out. So oh, good. I still haven't watched it. Yeah. So great. Um, and then there was a... Did you ever see the movie Battle Royale? The Japanese one? No. Okay. Highly recommend it. Isn't that what... Inspired Hunger Games. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, it. Whoever, I don't remember the guy who directed it, but it's his like... His basically his magnum opus. It was a, it's his final film, um, and it has amazing fight choreography. It's like uh, a, it's a great story. But there was a, a video a video essay that I watched um, by a guy that I've plugged almost every one of his videos since, but he's, he hasn't posted in a while. Uh, the title is Battle Royale: The Best Teen Movie, hmm. uh, and it's by uh, the YouTuber Nerdwriter One. He's done amazing stuff in the past, um, but it, it's just like a nice. Because it's looking at the movie from the lens of a teen movie instead of the lens oh, of like an action movie. Okay. Uh, and it, it was cool. It's a it's a cool little like perspective shift. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I might go watch that. Yeah. 
And yeah, and Battle Royale is just amazing. I've heard good things. It's just yeah. one that I've never come around to. For yeah, it's basically reason. like, do you like the action scenes in Hunger Games? <laughs> do you want that to be a whole movie? Then yeah. watch Battle. Then watch uh, Battle Royale. Do you want to see the story of Hunger Games done better than the Hunger Games? Yes. Yes, I do. Do you not care about any of the district bullshit? No. Yeah, then go watch Battle Royale. All right, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so wait, what was the first thing you plugged? Uh, just Queer Eye. Que- oh, that's Queer right. Season two. God, mm. it's so much fun. I'm such a bad guy. It's it's fun, but it also like makes me look at myself like all of the people that they're changing. It's like you have pretty good style. I mean, it's not just style though. It's like a whole lifestyle change. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So Queer Eye, there's five guys. So there's one that helps with like your mental state, which mm-hmm. is really cool. Uh, one that helps you kind of in the kitchen. One that helps with redecorating your your place. Okay. One that helps with style and one that helps with appearance. Okay. Mm-hmm. I could use all of those things. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, but they'll, like, go through someone's house, and they're like, you only have graphic T-shirts, and, like, you haven't cooked in how long? And I was watching with my mom before coming over here, and she's like, hmm, I wonder if I should nominate you. Like, <laughs> I... Cindy, can you nominate me? I need it, <laughs> please. You don't need it. I do need it. You don't. I see your apartment. You don't need it. Well, watch the episode and you'll understand. Well, I mean, yes, I have a nice knack for interior design. Thank you, mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks, moms. Thanks, moms. Happy but Father's I, Day, moms. I, I, I could definitely use some help on the uh, the the dress front. Um, my hair is pretty decent these days, mm-hmm. but the mental one, I could really use oh, that. Yeah. I could really, really use that. Yeah. Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, what have you been watching, reading, listening um, to? I watched uh, Jack Reacher. Never, oh. never, never back down. Never back down. Jack Reacher. No. Um. Never. Never. Never say never again. Never bet on it. Jack Reacher. Jack Reacher. Never say never. The never. Where he where he interspices himself with the Justin Bieber documentary. Exactly. Oh man. Uh, or is it? Is it Jack Reacher? Never gonna give you up. Never gonna let you down. I forget. It's um, Jack Reacher never go back. That's that what it? It I, was, I was pulling it up. It's. I really like the first one. Um, I did not really care for this. Oh, one. is this this is not the John Krasinski one? That's Jack Ryan. Damn it! God damn it! <laughs> we'll get I there. We didn't. I, we didn't have all of this on air last time. But we had a good like fifteen minute. Hash, just trying to figure out who was Jack Ryan and who was Jack, Jack Reacher. Reacher. Yeah, and clearly none no, of it sunk yeah, in. Yeah, no, Jack Reacher is the uh, Lee Child character from the novels that I really liked the first movie. The second one, Tom Cruise is really showing his age on it, mm-hmm. and just it just didn't. It's got Kobe Smulders, so I love, but it, yeah. just, it didn't gel. I didn't really care for. But it now, very what's much. the one with Robin Williams where he grows really fast? Jack. I know. <laughs> I'm just trying to go for more Jack jokes. <laughs> <laughs> see i always get i always get uh jack confused with uh jack the giant slayer okay, I, I just yeah. always remember as him like growing up really fast and then fighting giants was that how that movie worked mm-hmm. yeah. or, or like the uh where's the one with the the baseball player uh it's 42 about jackie robinson yeah, yeah. <laughs> or uh the fantastic film kangaroo jack starring oh, jerry God. connelly and <laughs> anthony anderson how did I go to How did I go to forty two before Kangaroo Jack? I'm ashamed Come on, of myself. Yeah, right. I am so ashamed of myself for that. <laughs> uh, now, if you excuse me, I gotta go 
put my car up on a jack and swap out one of my tires. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> the joke's dead. Um, but yeah, I, I Jack Reacher 2 didn't quite work for me. Okay. And then uh, my second thing that I'm plugging is Michael Giacchino's Amazing Incredibles 2 score. Oh my gosh. They gave them theme songs, guys. I know. I love the theme songs. They're so good. They're, they're really so good. cute. Yeah, and they have like really delightful acapella versions of them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I... Michael Giacchino, my favorite composer. Uh, his work on Incredibles 1 is very heavily uh, John Barry inspired, particularly Goldfinger and On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Uh, and this is a, a beautiful evolution off of that. And it's it's just a fantastic score. And I've been listening to it nonstop. Mm-hmm. I had to plug it. Yeah, you have to. Oh. Because those just like the whole score is great. But like, I honestly can't get past those amazing acapella theme songs. They're great. Yeah. Because they're like they were used for. Um, they did some like fake toy promos, like fake vintage toy promos. Did you see those? Did they? No, I missed it. Yeah, for Mr. Incredible, Elastigirl, oh, and, that's so cool. and Frozone. And they used those theme songs in those little promos. They're really fun. Go I saw the weird Zillow promo. What's the weird Zillow promo? Like the yeah, the the housing website Zillow, you could look you could tour the house they live at. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's such a weird cross promo, but it was also really cool. That's pretty clever, actually, though. Yeah. I'm down for it. I'll go check that out. Mm-hmm. I'll go to Zillow yeah. and cry because I'll never be able to afford any of the houses on there. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, the joys of being a millennial. Oh, I know. Um, <laughs> the joys of living in L.A. <laughs> Anymore? I'm, I'm, I'm tapped out. Anything else to plug other than like, our, our broken, depressed mental states? No. <laughs> oh, good. All right. Um, well... If you want to reach out to us and tell us about your favorite films with the word Jack in the title. <laughs> Did we miss any? We, got, we had to have missed some. I'm sure there's some more. Um, it's probably, it's probably like a it. Jack of all trades or something that we've missed. Yeah. Who knows? But yeah. Um, oh, unless we forget the great Jack Slater from Last Action Hero. Oh, Boom. There Did you it. Go. All right. Nailed we got one more. Nailed all right. Uh, but if you do want to reach out to us with your favorite Jacks, you can reach us at Tim Talk Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Gmail. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am at Lordifer on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can find my art at Cameron.Dexter. You can find my face at Cameron Cam Dexter underscore Adventures. Uh, and if you want to see my friends and I's t-shirt company, you can go to at Core Memories Co. on Instagram. Uh, we have an incredible shirt that just came out. It's cool. We had a Johnny Tsunami shirt that just came out, which is awesome. Or it's about to come out Wednesday. Um, but for the first two, I am taking a month-long hiatus from social media until comic-con so i will not be posting for the next month on those two but core memories will still be going strong okay well there we go and uh, i look forward to halloween when you guys put out your jack skellington shut up shut up (laughs) shut up it's done (laughs) go back to your rocket power jokes all right thanks everyone thanks bye bye